Father, we just uh, we just ask for your help right now. We ask for just a special awareness of your presence. We ask for just an extra measure of your grace and your mercy towards us. And so, God, today we want you to be honored. And we're just a family that is hurting and needs your help. So, so God, in the midst of this gathering and, and, and what, what, and what we do and what we say and and how we feel, and God, within our confusion, within our dismay, within our shock, within our range of emotions from anger to sadness, God, we, we pray that you would be honored, and we pray that you would just, you would help us. You are the great helper. You are the great counselor. And so we ask for that help now. In Christ's name, amen. Hey, um, just grateful for each and every person that is here right now, and uh, and we we gather together as a family. If you've been around Grace Point Church any length of time, we always say we're family, and and when you're family, you you go through the highest of highs and the lowest of lows with one another, and so there are so many highs that we experience, and so much laughter and so much joy as a family we go through. And then you get to a day like today, which is the hardest moment in the 18 years of Grace Point Church's existence. We've lost, we've lost a brother, Nick Davey, on the screen. We've lost a brother. We've lost a pastor. lost a friend and, and, and so what do we do in these moments is we, we just we pull together we're hurting we're suffering we're confused and so we, we pull together And so today is going to be different. If you're a guest with us, you're probably like, man, what is, what is going on here? It's a bunch, of, a bunch of sad sacks for sure. But we've never advertised anything other than we're, we're family. And so this is our living room. And so typically we preach through the Bible, but today we're just, as best we can, going to let the Bible preach through us. We're going to grieve and we're going to mourn. But we're also going to worship. This doesn't change the fact that God loves us, that God is for us, and that God is with us, and that he is our Father. It doesn't change that at all. And so I want to call us now to worship. If you are able and willing, I'm going to ask you now to stand. And we're going to sing. I'm going to read Psalm 23 over us. And we're going to sing. And for some of you, you're not going to be able to sing. That's okay. And we're going to sing to Jesus. And we're going to sing over one another because we need one another and we need one another's voices 
through this time. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil. For you are with us. Your rod and your staff, they comfort us. You prepare a table before us in the presence of your enemies. You anoint our head with oil. Our cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. There's just so much confusion and, and just so much shock around just what has transpired since Friday afternoon. And, and I know for all of us, we're just trying, like, like it doesn't feel real. Right? It just feels like this is just a bad dream in which we will wake up to and, and Nick will be there. But there, there's a reality in what has happened. And just to kind of help us think through what has happened, we'll, we'll start with what, what happened. And, and then I want to walk through and let the Bible guide us as best as I can. But what happened was... Friday afternoon, Nick was shot. He was murdered. He had a neighbor that has been terrorizing him and Sarah and the kids for a while now, to the point he couldn't even feel safe in his own home and left for a few weeks, and they were back retrieving some things. And she, the lady shot him. And, and Sarah... Because like, Nick was trying to protect his family like any, any good parent would. And, and Sarah goes in, in a, in, in, on the offense and wrestles the gun away, and she's shot as well, but she's okay. Christian and Olivia were there. Christian said to her, I believe it was last night, he said, you turned into a grizzly bear, mama. You, you, you kind of process those things, and you're like, man, she's like, what, what would have happened if she didn't? And, you know. And so we found out Friday night that Nick didn't make it through the, the surgeries and all that because of the, the gunshot wound. And so uh, Sarah and the kids have been with us, and uh, the kids were with Pastor Terrence and Erica, and they come over, and we, we told them what had happened, and it was just, you know, it's just, it was, that was bad. Um, but, but she's, they just want to be the three of them together. And so we, they've got space to just be three. She loves you all and appreciates all your prayers and your kindness towards her uh, and the kids as well. But they're just, they're just together, which is right. There's no arrangements yet made for the funerals and all that kind of stuff. I know many of you are just on the edge of your seat and you're like, I want to help. I want to get involved and it is so felt and so appreciated, but at this time, there's, just, there's not a plan. And so that, that'll be coming, and we'll put that forth so everyone can know and everyone can be involved. Um, 
that's just where we're at. I mean, I sat down this morning and just kind of jotted some thoughts down. The, the, the first big one, I think that as Christians, we, we ask is, we ask why. Yeah? It's like, God, God, why? And so we have all these questions we want to ask God. Like, God, why him? And why the situation? And why now? And why didn't you do something? And, and just all those things. And I, I want us to know as Christians, uh, in an appropriate, respectful ways, it's, it's quite appropriate to ask God questions. I mean, when we open our Bibles, and especially in the book of Psalms, like if you go to like a lot of them, like Psalms 10, you, you, you begin with, why, O Lord, do you stand far away? And why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? And so the psalmist understood that there's just things in life that just don't make sense. Like, I don't know about you all, but I've been trying to have a category in my mind for this situation, and I, I can't find it. It's like, you know, if it had been a car accident, you'd be like, oh, it's an accident, you know, or something random, but it's like, this? And, and, so, and so we just ask God, why? Why? But then as Christians, we've been taught through our Bibles and the life that we live in reality now that we live through, we live through tensions, right? As Christians, we've said over and over and over in our life, we will have to hold two things that feel like at times contradictions, that feel at times as paradoxes, and it just feels like this great tension. You think about uh, how the Bible talks about the already and not yet, right? Because if you're in Christ, it says basically we're already seated with him. We're already heirs. We're, uh, we're victorious in him. And yet there's this tension of not yet because we're, we're sitting here right now in this. There's also a tension of God is good, and God is powerful, and God loves his children, and yet there's evil in the world, and there's evil in us, and it feels like at times like, it feels like evil, evil is winning, and, and for, for us that's, that's confusing, it's exceptionally confusing. And I think we're like the psalmist in this moment to where, God, why? God, I don't understand. I think it's quite appropriate to ask God questions. It doesn't mean we're doubting his goodness. That means we're confused. That means we're dependent. That means that we, we need him. Number two, this, this moment is a great reminder that evil is still prevalent and present in this world. Like, like we, can't, we can't turn away from it. We can't like just turn a blind eye to it and act like nothing is happening. No, this happened here. This is Pastor Nick Davey. Like, this is our friend. This is also Blanco. This is my man. This happened to him. This evil. There's no other way to describe this, right? Like, I'm trying to, like, like well, it's just a bad situation. No, this is evil. I mean, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. This is the perfect case of that. And so we, we have to be reminded, like, that e there's evil still in the world, and at times, part of my flesh in me. And so th these are these moments where we as a family, we do this thing called grief and lament 
Grieving and lamenting is basically like, God, we see your perspective. God, we pursue your holiness. God, what breaks your heart breaks our hearts. And believe you me, this breaks his heart. What grieves you grieves us. And, and, and so, so we, we, we grieve this. It's, it's, these, it's these moments where we got to really check what we signed up for in this whole thing. Because sometimes we're like, well, you know, I signed up for Jesus. It's all victory. It's all sunshine. It's all rainbows. It's all happy days. That is not true, right? It's not, it's not true. There's a whole other spectrum. Jesus is our suffering servant. Is that not what our Bibles tell us? The, the cross is a sign of victory for sure, but it is a sign of suffering. See, I think it's at the cross is where we begin to see the tensions, the paradoxes, the almost feeling of contradictions in which we live right now. At, at the cross, we see suffering and hope. At the cross, we see sacrifice and savior. At the cross, we see sin and salvation. At the cross, we see horror, the worst kind, and we see glory. At the cross, it's almost like you see defeat, because it looks like defeat in the moment, and yet that's where we see the greatest victory. Amen. And so that's tensions. Just because, just because there's still evil, and just because evil things happen doesn't mean God is bad, doesn't mean God is aloof, doesn't mean God doesn't notice, and God doesn't care, and God doesn't hear. It's just the tension until he returns, or we return to him. Hebrews 12.3 says this. Consider him, Jesus, who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you, so that me, so that we may not grow weary or faint-hearted. See, we've got this good news that we don't suffer alone. Jesus suffers with us. He grieves with us. Look at Isaiah 53. Surely he has borne our griefs and carries our sorrows. Third thought. What do we do? Right? That's the thought. Because we're all just like, well, what do, we, what do we do about this? Who do we go and get? Or how can we help? And then there's going to be plenty of opportunities to help and plenty of opportunities to minister to him. Plenty of opportunities to support, but what do, what do we do? The greatest thing, in my opinion, the greatest thing in, in, in my understanding of the Bible is to pray. You know why? Because you have the same feeling I have right now. You know what that feeling is? Helpless. Helpless. There's nothing. Like, what can we do? We don't have time machines. We can't go back. We can't change. We can't fix. We can't. And so there's a helpless. 
And, and so we pray and we, we ask God to act. God, would you act? Would you comfort Sarah, Olivia, and Christian now? Would you begin the process, God, of healing them and helping them? God, would you use us to come around them, give us great wisdom and discernment to know how to love them well and to love them appropriately through this time? God, would you act? God, would you start to vanquish evil? Like, let's, let's not neuter God. He's powerful, right? He is just, right? He will crush the evildoer, right? Is that what our Bibles tell us? Go get him, God. Is that not an appropriate prayer? Have you read the Psalms? Go get them. I'm tired of this, God. Like, it's hard to watch this in our finiteness. Like, it's just like, God, you got to go get them. You got to go do something. Why don't, we just, why don't we just keep asking? Jesus, won't you just return? Yes. Right? Just like, isn't that what our come, Lord Jesus, come? Like, we're, Lord, we're weary. We're weary. We're weary. Come, just come. You know, uh, when I preach, I try to say things, try to make things make sense. And there's a phrase that I've used. It's, it's a two. It's a two-line phrase. And I, and and in this phrase I say, if you don't know Jesus, then this is the only hell you'll ever experience. I'm sorry, I said that backwards. My apologies. If you know Jesus, this is the only hell you'll ever experience. If you don't know Jesus, this is the only heaven you'll experience. Now pause. If this is the only heaven you'll experience, is this life now? May God have mercy on your soul. But Christian, this is the only hell we're experiencing. But let's be honest about that hell. It's awful. It's, it's bad. Like we, we just, we lost our brother. Like that, that's, that's, a, that's a hellish thing. And so, and, and so Lord, just return. Just, just come back, Lord. Come back, Lord. You promised, we believe. Just, would you do it sooner than later? And so we pray and we ask, we ask God, God, would you act? Would you act? Would you do? Would you act? And then my fourth thought is this, and this is my last one. And then I just I want to pray together. I just really want to pray together. The, fo- the fourth thought is this. It's in these moments where we don't run from God, where we don't distrust God. It's in these moments where we just lean into him more and more. What's the alternative? If we, don't, if we run from God, we're just running more to ourselves. And remember, we all agree, we're helpless. And so we go to the one who gives us hope and we run to him. And we may not understand because there's this thing in life called mystery. We don't know why things happen at times. We don't know why God intervenes and doesn't intervene. At times. We don't understand, but we, we trust. And we lean into him more and more. It says in Psalm 37, Verse 7 says this. 
me read this over. Just, just let this wash over you. It says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourselves over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Just lean in. John says this in John 1.5. The light shines in darkness. Darkness has not overcome it. Um, Charles Spurgeon, Charles Spurgeon had this quote, and this quote goes something like this, and I'm going to butcher it, but he's dead. And it goes something like this. God is too loving to be unkind, too wise to fail us. When you can't trace his hand, follow his heart. And if you've been here at Grace Point Church, you've heard his heart over and over. He's for you. He's for you. He's for you. How, how much do I know this? Because of Jesus. Jesus is the biggest picture that God is for you. Jesus is the biggest picture that sin, Satan, and death will be completely defeated. So we can take heart in that Jesus is for us. You get to the book of Revelation and you start to see the end, how it's all kind of work out. and We'll be in the presence of our God. And it says in there that he's going to wipe away every tear. He's going to heal every wound. And sin and death will be no more. Here's what I know. Here's what I believe. Then in that moment... Nick Davy closed his eyes. But in the next moment, Nick Davy opened his eyes. And he, he, he saw his Savior that he has been awaiting. And he heard the sweetest voice you've ever heard. And the sweetest voice was Jesus. And Jesus said, well done, my good and faithful servant. Because you won't get a better pastor, a friend, and a human being than Nick Davis. So, so here, here's what I want to do, just a few more minutes. I, I want to I lead us in four parts of prayer. And I want you to join in just right where you sit. If you're with people you know, you can kind of huddle up. You can pray just in your mind. You can pray with a really soft voice if you want. That's fine. I'll be the guy. Don't pray in tongues unless you've got an interpreter. I don't know if I've got to explain that or not. Just um, let's, 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 let's seek the Lord. And then we'll sing a couple more songs, and then Pastor Tim's going to come and, and just love on us well. The, the, the first prayer I want to guide us in, and just kind of get yourself in a position to pray, is I, I want us to feel free respectful to, to, to just, just ask God questions. We're not questioning him. We have questions for him. There's a difference. And so if you would, just kind of join me in prayer. Father, we, we come to you now. And we feel appropriate from your word. And we feel like the ability to approach you 
with, with God, why? We don't question you, but we just have questions because we're so confused. We may never know the why. God, how? And so, God, as your, as your people, would, would you hear our hearts now? May we have your ear, please, just so we can lament a little bit of asking questions through our confusion. However you feel led or comfortable, just in the quiet of your heart or quietly together, just now's the perfect time just to ask God why. Now we, we come to you and we, we God, we, we now acknowledge that there is something severely wrong with this world. It is, it is, it is so broken. that our friend, our pastor, our brother would be murdered, God. Something is so wrong. It's not supposed to be this way, Lord. It's just not. So God, together as your children, we lament and we just grieve that it's just so broken. Even if we got honest and looked deep down inside of us, we see there's just inklings of that brokenness inside of us. We're sad over it, God. Just right where you guys are at, just, it's an opportunity to express just sadness and just grieve it. It's okay, God can handle that.
God, we, we come to you humbly, humbly with request, our, our petition, our, our begging, our needs. We, we come to you dependent. We come to you with a bit of helplessness that we, we can't fix much. And so, God, we, we ask that you would just help would you help Sarah? Would you help Olivia and Christian and heal their little hearts? Would you would you just bind their hearts so close to you that the enemy can't get a foothold, the enemy can't get a whisper? God, I think about Dominic and Lorraine have lost their son. Nick and Jean have lost their brother. Sally and Mr. Yule have lost their son-in-law. God, we've lost a best friend. And a brother and a co laborer. Oh, God, we lost a pastor. So just, just help us. Help us. Help us. God, we're growing weary of the evil in this world. And so, Jesus, come, Lord. Come, Lord. Just take this moment, just some silence, maybe, or just make your request known to God. lastly Jesus we trust you may we trust you now more than ever especially in this time of uncertainty Jesus as we as we just keep trying to draw nearer and nearer to you we know that you are closer and closer to us and that we are never more like our savior than when we suffer and we suffer together. 
And so we believe your, your word when it says that all things work out for the good. And so, God, we, it's hard to see it right now. It's really hard to see it. But just because we don't see it doesn't mean it's not true. So we trust you and we trust your word. And so we love you, Jesus. We love you. God, we would be ones to be most pitied if we didn't have you and your promises and if we did not have the good news of the gospel, then this would be a finality, but this is not a finality. Jesus, as you have risen, Nick will rise. And so we, we hold on to that hope that we will, we will see him again. Thank you for the gift that he has been to each and every one of us in, in just each and every way, and just in very special ways. Just take a moment there just to cry out to Jesus, just to trust Jesus more. Jesus, hear the prayers of your people. Help us in our time of need. Just receive our worship. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.